They will find the ring and kill the one who carries it. You have my sword. My bow. And my axe. You carry the fate of us all, little one. This task was appointed to you, and if you do not find a way, no one will. Let us hope that our presence may go unnoticed. My name is Phoenix Cloud, and I am joined for this very special episode by our co-host, Brandon. Brandon, how are you, sir? Man, Phoenix, I am good. It's good to be on. How are you doing, buddy? I'm excellent, especially now. (laughs) (laughs) uh, For our audio listeners, which are all of you, uh, he is chugging in Angry Orchard uh, beer. Um, green apple that actually sounds really delicious, man. This is, um, this is my favorite, yes, <laughs> man. So, um, we got we got a good review coming for you guys. We have been, I feel like we've been just putting this off for way too long. We've <laughs> talked about doing this for about two months now, and we just have not have found the time to come together and just shoot a review. So, um, originally, we we're supposed to have Nathan and Nick on, but um, they haven't had a chance to rewatch it, even though they had two months to work with. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's just going to be Phoenix and I, uh, shooting the gun on the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So I'm really excited to talk about this. I'm really excited to dive into it. Um, personally, I really love, um, being able to talk about older movies that we grew up as, grew up with as kids or films that we grew up with, just never had a chance to watch until we were like more mature. So yeah, Phoenix, let's kick this off. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, this was uh, way back when <laughs> when we decided to to talk about uh, Lord of the Rings. And. Uh, yeah, so it took it took me a minute, particularly because I had to I haven't watched all three films in their entirety since they came out. So <laughs> so like I think the last one was in 2003, 2004, something like that. That was the last time I watched all three films uh, straight through. So I was like, yeah, we can do Lord of the Rings, but I'm going to have to rewatch them. And they're all three to four hours long. (laughs) So it's a journey. (laughs) But I finished all three films. We're finally here. And uh, I'm super excited to talk about it. So if you don't know. Uh, Lord of the Rings is based on the book by J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, directed by Peter Jackson. Uh, All three films were filmed uh, consecutively, so they knocked out Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and Return of the King from 2001 to like 2002, I think, uh, where they, uh, no, I'm sorry, 1999 to 2000. That's how long it took for them to to shoot these films. Um, Basically, it's set in the fictional world of Middle Earth. The film follows the Hobbit Frodo Baggins, played by Elijah Wood, and the Fellowship, which is of Gimli, the dwarf, uh, Legolas, the uh, elf, is it? Yeah. Uh, 
I was almost, <laughs> almost said Gandalf. And then I was like, wait, no, his name is Gandalf. Yeah, <laughs> Gandalf, uh, the wizard, and uh, uh, Merry and Pippin, two other hobbits, Samwise, Gamgee, another hobbit who uh, is uh, Frodo's companion, and two men, Boromir of Gondor, and uh, as we know him in the, the first film, Strider, who we eventually learn is Aragorn, heir to Isildur, the rightful king of Gondor. <laughs> yeah, for me, Sam is the best character. Um, I'm just going <laughs> to go right out and say that. And also, when you stumbled on the word Gandalf, I think you've been watching too much Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I was totally like, it's Gandalf, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so... And it, yeah, it's funny too. They're not even played by the same character, which is terrible. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so we kick off this trilogy, this massive, humongous trilogy with the Fellowship of the Ring. The world is changed, and some things that should not have been forgotten were lost. But the Ring of Power has a will of its own. Evil is stirring in Mordor. Ring has awoken. Sauron needs only this ring to cover all the lands of darkness. What must I do? The ring must be destroyed. Cast back into the fires of Mount Doom. I know what hunts you. They're coming. They will find the ring and kill the one who carries it. You have my sword. My bow. And my axe. You carry the fate of his all, little one. This task was appointed to you, and if you do not find a way, no one will. Let us hope that our presence may go unnoticed. They are coming. Even the smallest person can change the course of the future. I'm glad you're with me. All right, two questions that I have for you, Brandon. What was your expectations and, and your thoughts coming out of Lord uh, Fellowship of the Ring the first time you saw it? And, okay. what, and has that changed the, uh, since now that you've seen it? OK, so my my thoughts on this, I haven't seen Lord. I, I, I didn't get a chance to see Lord of the Rings until this past July. Oh, OK, I know it sounds really stupid to me, but like. <laughs> I've heard everybody talk about it. Everybody's like, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. I'm like, all right, sweet. I will. So I had a buddy come over. We watched it in the theater and stuff. Um, I, well, I mean, I was expecting it to be really good, which I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't disappointed or anything. I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed Fellowship of the Ring. However, be, since I didn't get a chance to see it for this long, I know of all the memes that come out of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the entire first half of the film, I just laughed my ass off, man. <laughs> because just so you know all the memes, it's like, one does not simply walk into Mordor. <laughs> or wizard is never late. Like, come on, you how can you not laugh at this? Right, right. But like, there's just when we when we I guess we can rip the seal of spoilers now. It, it, I mean, like, the movies it, the movies over twenty years old, guys. If you yeah. haven't seen it, this is your own fault. <laughs> so, so spoilers, definitely. So yeah, like breaking the seal of spoilers. Like, I I I couldn't help myself from just laughing at some stupid parts in the first half, like when Gandalf goes to talk to I think his name was Sauron. Um. Saruman, who's huh? Saruman, yes. Saruman, played by uh, Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. When Christopher Lee just basically betrays Gandalf uh, when talking about the ring, he like sends him into like this like spinning fit <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> I dude, I, no, I literally, I like, laughed my. <laughs> that, yeah, no, you're right because like I hadn't seen it since since then, and I'd forgotten like you know that whole scene. And, you know, watching it again, like, obviously, you know, it's fantasy. It's, it's you know what I'm saying? This is a totally different world. It's great. You know what I'm saying? It's just. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I get it's supposed to be like, I get it's supposed to be serious. But my God, that scene was so funny. I mean, you know, it's just like, you know, I'm pointing a stick and then you just fly and then I crisscross them and then you spin around. Like, I mean, it's just. It shouldn't be funny, but it is funny. I get what you mean. <laughs> when you like Ian McKellen's like, oh, yeah, there's really like one scene where he's like on his like head and he's spinning them around. I'm like, bro, you, you're killing me right now. This, this is ridiculous. Oh but my God. <laughs> I can totally like, see the seriousness in 2001. It's just in 2021, I was like, you're, you're kidding me right now. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Like, especially when like, when Bilbo is talk like has the ring and Dum- uh, and Gandalf is like, oh my god, I almost said Dumbledore. When Gandalf is like, <laughs> let me see that. No, it's my precious, You're precious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was laughing at that scene too. Right. It's just, I will say this though about Fellowship. Um, n- like having not seen it in twenty plus years, whatever. What 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 caught me by surprise was how effortlessly it, it was to jump back into into this world you know into oh yeah Middle earth and all of that and like and i have forgotten genuinely and i don't know if this is because of of restoration or if, or if i saw it in 4k i'm not sure but i forgot entirely how gorgeous this movie was dude <laughs> like, yeah like you talk about immersion like the world building is so good ridiculous ridiculous i i i i i know you're not a huge a biggest fan of harry potter but the world you gotta admit the world building over there is really good too no it isn't but continue come on <laughs> no it isn't but like the, the world building in this is so great man like yeah. you're introduced to like wizards and hobbits and like how what the ring is like bam yeah and like they like the, the, like the first half hour, they just spend it on that. And I, I love that fact because like a lot of films will give that maybe 10 minutes of screen time and then just jump into their plot. Right. The good thing about this film being three hours is they're able to spend that time to 
explain and evaluate everything and then throw you into the story. You know what? And going back to my, my, my previous question, I remember thinking the first time that I saw this was like, it's a three hour long movie. And then like within the first, I don't know, 25 minutes, we're off. Like, you know, yeah. what I mean? like it's, we're off on a journey. And I remember thinking the first time I saw it, I was like, how are they going to fill the rest of this movie? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, how? Because you mm-hmm. just like, I'm like, it's, we're 20 minutes. We met the principal characters and then boom, like we're off on the adventure. I'm like, wait a second. Like, doesn't this seem like kind of sudden? I was like, where's where's uh, how not only are, how are you going to finish filling this movie, but you got two others. I was like, what? I thought we went on the journey in, in the last movie. I was like, what is this? But uh, that and that that, to my surprise, was probably one of the aspects that I loved about it uh, the first time around was that. Yeah, we go straight into the action and there's still so much story mm-hmm. to get to. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. And like, that's what I enjoy is like, because like there are a lot of films that do this kind of setup. They spend so long to set the film up. And like, I, I, I know this is just an out of the blue, like <laughs> movie to bring up SpongeBob sponge out of water, their entire promotion was revolved around them being CGI characters in the human world. Literally, the final 20 minutes of the movie is that. Mm. So them being able to set all of this up for moving forward into this trilogy, they spent the time and then they were like, hey, we're going to spend the time here, but we're also going to give you a two and a half hour more of what the story is. All right. That was another thing when I when I first saw it, too, was like, you you realize that this is an epic, right? Mm-hmm. You get you get that feeling that almost immediately this is an epic. Uh, this is going to be a journey. This is going to be grand in scale, and and it's going to be a, a roller coaster, and it's going to be an emotional ride. It's a lot of a lot of heft to it, a lot of uh, drama to it, and uh, so for me, the the moment when I realized that was when they formed the fellowship. So like. Yes. When it's like immediately like, okay, this is the fellowship. This is Boromir, this is Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, Gandalf, Samwise, Merry, Pippin, and Frodo. They are the fellowship of the ring. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dope. <laughs> I'm like, oh, snap. This is cool. Because I'm like, the, the, they set up that principle in, in the first 25 minutes, which is you have to take this ring into Mount Doom in the heart of Mordor and destroy it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But we know that this ring is incredibly powerful. And the only way you're going to do it is with help. So we, we got, we gathered all of the, uh, uh, I I don't know what they call them, the tribes, the clans of, of, of all these different groups. We gathered dwarfs, we gathered men, we gathered elves Mm -hmm. and we formed this fellowship. So I'm like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. I'm like, this is this is deep. This is dope. This is dope. And and that fellowship itself has their own journey that they have to go on to. And that that I think is also pretty amazing. So I I may be putting the the cart before the horse here, but 
Fellowship of the Ring is my favorite of the three films. Just, really? just putting it out there ahead of time. I love all of them, but if I pick, if I had to pick one, it is Fellowship of the Ring as as my personal favorite. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I, I can see, I can definitely see where you're coming from on this. Um, I'm I'm gonna wait a little bit to talk about these others because I'm still up in the air. I just want to get uh, on which one's my favorite, but it's definitely not one. Um, it's a toss up between two and three, but we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, yeah. Like you said, like about getting all the, like, the, the fellowship together. The thing I love most is like, you have, it's like, it's basically the hero's journey. Like mm-hmm. Frodo doesn't want to go on this journey. He's like, no. And then when he sees everybody fighting, he's like, screw it. I have to be the one to do it. I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. So thus begins the hero's journey. And like, you have like that mentor, the mentor who is Gandalf in this film. So I really, I really enjoyed that setup. Um, one thing I want to mention, I know this is towards the end of the film. Gandalf's sacrifice. I did not see coming Me. because I, because like, because I already knew he was, I knew he was pre-established in the second and third film. I didn't realize that they would do what they did to him in this film. So it's interesting. I, I uh, had, we, we were assigned the books in school because this came out while I was in school. And, uh, and I remember our teacher saying like, you got to read the books because the movies won't give you all the answers for the test. Mm-hmm. Got to read the books. So and I remember reading the book and going, Oh my God, I can't do this. <laughs> so long. It's like, dude, we haven't even left the Shire. I'm on page 103. Like, what in the world? (laughs) So, like, I remember just, like, fighting through it. So I never finished the book because it was just, it was too much of a slog. So Did you you watch the movie? Yeah. I I watched the movie and I failed the test because I'm like, (laughs) I'm not not reading that book, dude. It's ridiculous. But, um, like, so we're, we're like, watching a movie and so i didn't like you know what i'm saying I, I didn't know any of the story you know from the books or anything because i just refused to read them so when that happened just a swerve because i'm like you know you, you you know that they made three of these you don't know you know when you'll see them you don't know how long it'll take for them to put them out and uh-huh. and you're just like so you, you you've been led to believe accurately that Gandalf is, you know, he's one of the most important figures in, in this story. You know what I'm saying? He's got to be a vital piece. And for him to sacrifice himself in the first film, I was just like, Whoa, like, yeah, it just wasn't out of place. I thought that this film was going. So I was just like, that's amazing. And like, again, talk about subverting expectations because I'm like, like I said, the fellowship itself, has a journey that it goes on. You lose your most towering and important figure. Now I'm sitting up here like, oh my God, like, are they going to be able to stay together? Is, 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 is Gandalf's sacrifice going to tear them apart? Will they be fighting amongst themselves? Will it be the ring? Well, you know what I'm saying? What will happen? So it's yeah, you bring up a great point is like you bring up a great point about them breaking off. They break off like towards the end of this first film and mm-hmm. they don't come back together to the very end of the third. Right. 
which is insane. It's insane to me because I'm like, you set up this this whole idea of a fellowship. This is the fellowship of the ring. We're all supposed to be going on this journey together. And it's like, no, we lose Gandalf. And then Boromir tries to take the ring. And then Merry and Pippin get kidnapped. And it's like, what? Like, what is this? And and now Gimli, Legolas, and, and Aragorn have to go on their own separate journey. Mm-hmm. Merry and Pippin are on their own separate journey. And Sam and, and Frodo are on their separate journey. And so it's like, here it is. You've built up this epic between this, this fellowship. And now we've got two more stories where each one of these three groups has to go on their own journey. And I was just like, this is amazing. Like, this is absolutely amazing. So that, yeah, that's why for me, the fellowship kind of stands out. It's just like, as far as setting up an epic and, and having a tone that just feeds the entire narrative of this story and, and, and an incredible cast, <laughs> like, like, like we can't, we can't gloss over that. Like the cast of this movie is insane. Oh yeah, um, dude. Like it's crazy. Cause like people like, like Elijah Wood, um, his, his career didn't really take off until this movie. Yeah. Like it was in like a few a, little things that I saw. Yeah. 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 Like it was, I, this. I'm glad that this established a lot of like lesser known actors, like, um, forget Sam, the actor Sam's name, but uh, Sean Austin. Sean, Sean Astin, yeah. Sean Astin, yeah. Him, he, him, he was another one. Uh, Ian McKellen was like already really established as a like as a famous British actor, but like everyone else, like Orlando Bloom. Th- this this took him to this Rico took him to him too. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This cast was great. This cast was insane, and it's funny. I was reading on it. And uh, Sean Bean, who was cast as Boromir, mm-hmm. the, 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 the people who auditioned for that role, it's kind of crazy because, you, like, it's a list of names that you're like, what? <laughs> so they originally approached Liam Neeson. He, he declined. Daniel Craig auditioned. Uh, someone at the studio uh, suggested... Nicholas Cage. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. So I'm like, and they landed on Sean Bean. And I'm and I'm sitting up here and I'm like, you know, if you're Sean Bean, you gotta be like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. like, like I landed that over some some true, like talented actors. Uh and it's it's impressive. And uh, but I, I think about that and I go, I can't imagine a Daniel Craig Boromir or Nicolas Cage Boromir. That would have been just a, a totally different movie. But uh, so Sean yeah. Bean absolutely killed it. Dude, speaking of Sean Bean, you know what's crazy is like, I don't think there's been a single role of his where he doesn't die. <laughs> well, he's good at it. <laughs> he, yeah, he's good at dying. But like, he, he dies early on in pre-established things too. Like, I don't, have you seen Game of Thrones? No. Do you plan on seeing Game of Thrones? No. Okay, good. So in the first season, he straight up dies. He's literally the main character. And like someone else becomes king and he's like, what how gets beheaded <laughs> for betrayal on the king. And then he, he gets like shot with an arrow from a freaking uh, orc or whatever that name is. Yeah, orcs. They the, get, she gets killed by an orc. You're a guy. <laughs> yeah, so 
like this this first film overall really shocked me like on a shock value i was really impressed with it because there was a lot of moments i didn't see coming yeah such as like gandalf falling down that giant pit and then but yeah like wow and then like not even to mention andy circus was hired on for this film just to say precious one or two times and we didn't even see get to see Gollum until the second one right i mean so speaking on on fellowship that ball rock scene <laughs> the one the one in which gandalf sacrifices himself yes i mean it's truly just astounding like and this is this is 2000 what 2001 something like that cgi technology and yep. the 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 animation on it is ridiculous. It's so good, and it and it holds up too. That's the thing mm-hmm. that's like really impressive. Is just like it's super super beautiful. I don't want to say beautiful, but like I mean, like you got a creature that I mean, it's just stylized so freaking well, and yeah, and you feel the threat. Like the threat is legitimate, and and that and that battle scene because I think even before then. They're battling that uh, rock creature or something like that. A big giant rock creature. I can't even remember what it what it what its name was. But again, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But, but I'm like, name. even like the CGI on that. Stupid, impressive. Like, it's just really impressive work. And especially because, you know, like when I read the first few pages of the book, I remember that like hobbits are super small. Like they look like look, they look like kids. Even as full-grown adults, they look like kids. So it's like I've, you, when you see like the contrast between the hobbits and these like giant creatures, especially in that that rock creatures uh, fight scene, it mm-hmm. really is noticeable, and it's just it's really strong. Just in terms of of visual effects, it's it's really strong. Yeah, yeah, I I one hundred percent agree with you. All right. Um, you have anything more to say in fellowship? Nope. I think we've established that it is the best of the three. <laughs> hey, we shall opinions. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, 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 I agree with you. I don't think I have anything left to say. Um, overall, I just, I was really impressed with this film. That's all I can really say on it right now. All right. So, all right. What do you give a, uh, you want to do star ratings now or do you want to wait till after? Let's do it now. All right. What do you, what did you give um, Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring? Uh, Fellowship of the Ring to me has the highest score uh, of the three, uh, which is a 10 out of 10. It's a perfect movie. <laughs> it's a 10 out of 10, a five out of five. It's, it's a perfect movie. Fellowship of the Ring wow. is perfect. I, for me, I actually went ahead and I gave it a four. Um, you're you're gonna be surprised because of my other ratings; they kind of similar. But I I gave this one a four. Like I was I was I was really impressed with it. But I feel like me waiting on seeing this film so long brought down my hype for it. Mm-hmm. So I definitely a four. Okay. I think yeah, it's a solid four. Solid four. All right. So, that being said, we move on to the two towers. The power of the enemy is growing. 
war on this country will come swiftly. For Sauron will have dominion over all life on this earth. Who now has the strength to stand against Isengard and Mordor and the union of the two towers? The strength of the Ringbearer is failing and the creature Gollum senses the ring is close. Turn of the tide. Now, these movies were originally scheduled to come out, I think, a year or so apart. So, like, when it kicks off, it does like a little reminder of the first film, which uh-huh. is weird when you're you you're watching them back to back. You're like, yeah, but I know, but <laughs> but uh, so this one now we've got Sam and uh, Frodo on their own journey. You've got. Uh, Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli on theirs, and you have Merry and Pippin on theirs. Uh, again, I'm I'm curious, like what you felt about this movie going in, mm-hmm. and your your impressions coming out. Um, it, it's it's tough to say for me, honestly. Um. I went into this. I didn't expect anything because like moving, moving past the first one, I didn't know anything about it. Um, I feel like there were a lot of things that could have been better. However, there were a lot of things that it did impress me. Gandalf making his return was great. Um, Saruman dying in this one, I did not see coming. Did not see coming. Shocked the hell out of me. <laughs> Like it it literally like it it shocked me because like I thought he was going to be the main baddie. Right. Until like the third one. Right. So that shocked me. Um, I the the battle sequences in this one were great. Fantastic, dude. So good. Like and I think Two Towers has the most battle scenes. Out of all three movies, I think it definitely does. Right, um, right. Like, like Return of the King's battles were great, right? But does not hold a torch to the amount of battle scenes that had that this one had. Yeah, I'm like Two Towers. There's like there's like a battle at Osgiliath. There's a battle at uh, in Gondor. There's a battle at Helm's Deep. Like there's a battle at Saruman's camp. Like it's mm-hmm. it's like at least five or six. There's probably even more that I'm forgetting. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Like it's it's impressive. It's it's really ridiculous. And I 
And I think that's the perfect way to do like the second film in the trilogy. Just mm-hmm. up, up the ante on the action. <laughs> like, yes. Like up the ante on the action. And I think the thing for the longest time uh, before I rewatched them, Two Towers was my favorite of the three. Um, and I think it was because of the scene with Thaldin. Um, yeah. As they as they, you know, resurrect the king from his curse, you know, from out of Saruman's control. Um, and and they have that that battle. Uh-huh. <laughs> that battle that they have at, at night when all the, the Uruguay come come looking and it's and, and Aragorn has that great line, you know, what I'm saying, you know, they're all going to die and I will die as one of them. Like I'll die as one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like it's just. That that battle sequence, I swear to God, is, is literally one of my favorites out of, all, out of all three films. It's just incredible. I, I, I'd like to mention the, the guy who was like cursed or something who looked really, really old. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was just straight up ready to die at any second. He literally looks so depressed and like yeah. old. He's like. Just kill me already. <laughs> it was like, yeah, like, like, why are y'all holding this guy up, bro? It looked like a, a strong wind could knock this dude down. Dude, like he was, he was bad. He was bad shape. <laughs> Throw a pencil at him, he falls. But like, but like that really shocked me. And then he ended up being like saved and like, but because uh Gandalf like ended his curse. And I really like that scene. He was like he just goes back to like being normal I like human again i'm like what i thought this guy was old (laughs) so that happened and then something that i i I feel like i'm jumping around on my thoughts here but like something i was disappointed with was how long how much time was spent with just mary and pippin the entire time yeah this was this is like kind of strangely their film like like i i love the camera focus on them but it just feels like they shoved them in a film studio for two hours and had them standing on something. And they're like, oh, we'll throw in a tree later. <laughs> I mean, That's what it felt like. Yeah. Like their scene with the Ents is entertaining. Um, and I and I guess ultimately vital to to the story. It just does seem like like it's like. You're 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 on this journey with Sam and Frodo that's getting really intense. And mm-hmm. you're you're also paying attention to this battle that you know Aragorn and, and, and Gandalf and Gimli and Legolas are on that's also super intense. And then Merry and Pippin are talking to trees. <laughs> like, like it's like okay, like like it ultimately does have consequence, it's just like while as you're watching it, you're like, bro, get back, <laughs> get yeah, back in front of I, the fam. Or like, I 100% agree with you. I yeah. 100% agree with you. That's <laughs> like because because you're at this point where like they'll put they'll put like five minutes of screen time on for Sam and Frodo, but that's not enough time because they're the ones carrying the ring. They're like, come on, <laughs> give them back, <laughs> give them back. We need to see their journey, and it takes a half hour just to get back to them because right. they explore. They explore Gimli and his squad. And then they co and cover Mary and Pippin. And then they finally get to give us five minutes of Sam and uh, Sam Gollum and and Frodo together. Like, it's funny, too, because it was one of those things like, like I said, I haven't seen the movies in 20 years until like recently. 
And it was one of those things where it was like gravely noticeable this time around it was like, it's like, dude, it's been like a half hour, bro. Get back to Frodo and Sam. What is this? And then they do. And it's like 10 minutes. We'll give you like 10, 15 minutes. And then we're right back to the others. It's like, yeah, you're killing me, bro. Like, like, yeah. I, I, I agree with you there. Cause like, <laughs> like while the second one is good. Yeah. You can easily, you can definitely feel the three hour runtime on this one. Yes. Yes. I, I think the, the runtime is considerably noticeable, but the one thing, like one of the things I will say about the second one that I think is probably a little bit better than, than the third, but not, not as good as the first, the cinematography on the second one is so sharp. It's so good. And there's like great scenes like when the Nazgul attack uh, Osgiliath and Frodo yeah. and Sam, oh, and like and Sam has this incredible monologue in that scene that is just ugh, like chef's kiss. Perfect. It is so good. It's like uh, talking about like the stories of old and, and like and the heroes and what they go through. And I'm like, dude, I love that Sam got that. I love that Sean Aston got that. That monologue. Oh, yeah, dude. So good. Dude, uh, yes. Like, if there was ever a character worthy of, like, from this from this saga or trilogy, worthy of holding Mjolnir from Marvel, it would be Sam. It's definitely Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Sam is worthy. <laughs> Sam is totally worthy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, Two Towers, like you said, that, that seeing Saruman defeated in the second movie was again is sort of just like Gandalf being you know knocked off of in in Fellowship of the Ring, just like something like way to subvert expectations because you're just mm-hmm. like this is the dude who's been causing problems <laughs> like, yeah. for two whole movies, and you yeah. got him like you 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 got him like the ants got him. <laughs> okay. I, I think I feel like that's like I know you haven't seen Last Jedi, so I'm going to try and like avoid spoilers as much as I can here. Please. I feel like that's why I love Last Jedi so much as much as I do. It's, I mean, overall, it's a great film, but like there's that one scene where you don't expect a certain character to kick the bucket and they do. Mm. So like that's something because you fully expected them to be around for all three films. So like that's all I'm going to say. So I, I still want you to experience the sequels, but uh, I mean the, the well, not just the sequels actually, because you haven't seen any Star Wars. I forgot <laughs> about that. I thought you only haven't seen the sequels. Damn. Yeah. But um. But yeah, like surprises like that, I really enjoy because like when you don't see something coming, it's great because like there's a lot of predictable mo- predict- uh, predictable movies out there nowadays, mm-hmm. and it, it's just unfortunate. And that, yeah, that's one thing about Two Towers that I really enjoy is like, so we got these three separate stories. And especially because the middle of a trilogy is always a tricky film to make because it's like, one, we've got to keep the journey going. Two, we've mm-hmm. got to keep the excitement up. And three, we got to move the story forward. So yeah. it, it has a lot of heavy lifting to do. And then you break these these uh, groups up into three different stories. So you're doing a lot. Like basically the two towers is a lot. And that's probably why we feel that that three hour runtime is because they're doing so much like 
one of the scenes that uh, we didn't even talk about was um, the Rohirrim uh, saving Mary and Pippin, you know, inadvertently, but yeah, you know, killing all those uh, all the all those orcs. Yeah, and because yeah, uh, I forgot about that scene, right? And I'm like, that to me is like that's an incredible scene, like just a, a brilliantly shot scene. But like what 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 I like is the scene when they run up against uh, Legolas and, and um, Aragorn and Gimli. Yes, because it's like in, in the first film, you know, dwarves and elves don't really get along. You know what I'm saying? They're 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 not, you know, friends or whatever. And, you know, Rohan or I think it's I don't remember. Rohan, Rohan. Yeah. Rohan, you know, he kind of threatens Gimli. And you see Legolas like load the load the arrow like you know you'll you'll fall before you even lay your blade like and it's like wow like 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 their friendship like was real like he's like yeah. he's like bro like you're not gonna you're not gonna threaten my friend <laughs> like uh-huh. like it's it's great because like they've known each other for what a week and like bam I will trust you with my life yeah I was like I I, I love that scene because it's just like dang like. Like, all right, Legolas, I, 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 I mess with you. Like, <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Gimli, you see, you see, the, and put the camera on Gimli. He's like, oh, I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there one to talk about in two towers? Um, the fight scene, like, I, we quickly mentioned the fight scenes. E- like, even like the severity of it, like the choreography, like, and all that. Yeah. The, this, this time spent for like setting up the sets, like set building for that. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, see, like <laughs> Lord of the Rings, the trilogy ultimately was nominated for 30 Academy Awards. They ended up winning 17. They should have won more. <laughs> like, like, honest to God, they probably should have won about 25 of those. Like uh, the, the production design, particularly in the two towers. Yes. Is so good like it makes no sense how good they are it, like it, it doesn't like, like it truly doesn't like the battle in, at, at theoden's castle i mean i mean come on like you like uh, uh, like number one that's one of the largest set pieces i've ever seen like you got hundreds of thousands of of extras for the men hundreds of thousands of extras of the elves, hundreds of thousands of extras for the orcs. It's like it's a huge battle piece. You got this huge castle that they're fighting on. Like then you got all of these props and like and again, obviously some of it is visual effects. But being able to tell where you know uh, actual people and the visual effects you know start and begin is kind of really difficult because it's just such a massive set piece. And just being able to pull it off alone should have got garnered, you know, both production yeah. design and visual effects. I mean, it's just it's impressive as all hell. It's truly impressive. Dude. Yeah, dude. One hundred percent. One thing I speaking of like design and stuff. One thing I really want to talk about is Gollum as a CGI character. Oh, man. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Yeah. Like for for the year that it came out. That's like years ahead of its time for CGI. Like maybe it's because I watched the Blu-ray or the 4K version. I don't know. But like it went CGI, like especially even in Revenge of the Sith, 
a Star Wars episode three. It came out in 2005. What I see, when did Two Towers come out? 2002. Yeah. So Two Towers knocked it out of the park with their CGI. And, and I mean, like, and especially Circus. You, dude, Andy Circus. You yeah. can't give enough props to Andy Circus for what he brought into that, the, the character of Gollum. I mean, it's like, it's ridiculous. And I mean, dude is so good. Like, he was, he's able to bring iconic characters to life. He didn't do it just once. He did it twice. Because he did it twice. Like, dude, like, yes. Like, dude, like, oh my goodness. It's, like, It's ridiculous how good like, Andy Serkis is. Yeah, dude. Even with motion capture, like, not even to mention, like, so Gollum being one of the first few, like, I think Jar Jar Binks is, like, the very first motion capture character. Mm-hmm. Gollum being one of the other few. They knocked it out of the park with Andy. Andy Serkis did a great job, man. I mean, he did fantastically. Absolutely incredible. And like, and I'll argue like, oh man, his, his Gollum, bro. Like there are scenes that Gollum has in, in the two towers, which is, which is part of the reason why you're like so angry <laughs> watching Marion Pippin stuff when you're like, dude, get back get back to Frodo and Sam because yeah this Gollum character is so interesting so intriguing and has so much story that we need to we need to know it's just so compelling uh and that character just the way his arc is built and because he's not in the first film like he's not in the first film pretty much at all so everything we learn about him Mm -hmm. happens in the second film and then develops in the third even even further. It's 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 amazing. It's it's, it's yeah. just amazing. Like so, like like I said, Two Towers before the rewatch was my favorite simply because of just the amount of character building, the amount of world building, and some incredible, incredible action sequences, like top notch. So that's that's me. It, it fell under just on rewatch because Fellowship is just epic, but I, Two Towers holds up tremendously. I agree with you. Two, like, Two Towers, I wouldn't say it's better than Fellowship for me. However, like I can definitely see where you're coming from because of just how long this film felt. Mm-hmm. But I messed around and watched the extended version on top of that. Oh, so, boy. Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> oh man, I, I was originally when I was deciding which one I was gonna watch, I asked uh shout out to the cinema chat. I'm good friends with Tyler. Um he was supposed to be on with us, unfortunately, he was able to make it. Um I actually asked him which one I should watch. He's like, dude, no, theatrical all the way. Extended has just a lot of like pointless additions, so which I could be wrong, which he could be wrong, but like it's just it's just extended scenes. It's not like anything terribly violent. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Something that I like to mention is like with two towers, just the thing that got to me was like, what makes me think that this was better than fellowship. Just it's mainly the action sequences, just how much time was dedicated to it. Yeah. And I mean, the, the choreography, like you pointed out, I mean, cause you, you're, you're talking about giant battles between mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of people, sometimes on horses, Right. And you're you're talking swords, spears, shields, rocks, 
like the whole nine yards, bro. Like choreographing this had to be a monumental effort. Um, and just, you know, the amount, the sheer amount of them is mm-hmm. outrageous. There's literally, I, I can't, I can't even recall, but I know there's more than five. There's more yeah. than five action sequences in, in this movie alone. So yeah, I, I completely understand if this is, if this is one of your tops just off of that alone, because the, the amount of effort that yeah. went into that is, is outrageous. Yeah. But um, that being said, what would you give Two Towers? Like I said, this was my favorite for the longest. It 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 just it is just barely under um, fellowship for me. It is like a nine point eight because Damn. because you, yeah. so basically like a four four point nine nine. Yeah, it's essentially, like it's like it's like as close to five stars as possible, but not quite. Um, simply just because of that that feel of man this is long <laughs> man this uh-huh. is epic man i'm not sure we needed this much mary and pippin but yeah other than that solid solid very very fun film like i i enjoy two towers extremely much yeah i agree with you man um for me i also gotta go with a four star um <laughs> just everything was great just it's, it's stuck at a four star for me like I feel like it may go up upon rewatch if I ever get to it. Mm-hmm. I have so many movies on the backlog right now just because of school Same. and work. Same. But like, mm-hmm. man, I, I think, I think I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. Like, cause you're just, I'm just going to hear me say it again for the third one. All three of these films are a solid four star mm. for me. So, yep. But um, Lord of the Rings, two towers, it's four star. And Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to touch on this before we move to Return of the King? Uh, no, but I am. I'm. I. I think I will shock you <laughs> with with where I go with this one. So really, yeah. So uh, we move on to the epic conclusion of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the Return of the King. Every day, Frodo moves closer to Mordor. Do we know that? What does your heart tell you? Come, Master. Come, Dismeal. It is time. The crownless again shall be king. Become who you are born to be. I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the courage of men fails. When we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. Whatever happens, stay with me. This day we fight! All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. They will follow you into battle. You have given us hope. There is nothing for you here. Only death. We cannot achieve victory through strength of arms. Not for ourselves. But we can give Frodo his chance. 
and basically the idea behind this is, you know, finally Aragorn steps up to uh, reclaim his, his rightful uh, place as the King of Gondor. And uh, in doing so, we get, we get several <laughs> epic battles in this one as well. Uh, and, and finally Frodo and Sam reach Mount Doom and, and what they had, well, they finally reach Mordor and, and realize what they have to do and, and the challenges. And at the end of, uh, two towers, we see Gollum arguing with himself about, you know, betraying, uh, Mm -hmm. Frodo and Sam and, uh, and he, he, he makes up his mind to do it. And so on in this one, his uh his uh sneakiness becomes a, a lot more apparent and uh right. <laughs> and and it sucks. It sucks because Frodo has been wearing the ring the whole time, so he's blinded by it. But like Sam is able to just pick up on it like bam. Yeah, like Sam, Sam never trusted. Sam never trusted Gollum, which was the rightful yeah. thing that they to do. Like, I mean, I think Sam offers maybe more than once <laughs> between the two movies that we should kill this dude. Like, like, yeah. like we really should kill him. And uh, and I was with Sam all the way. Like every time he was like, "Bro, we need to kill him. He's 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 gonna be a problem." I was like, "You're right, Sam." <laughs> Yeah, y'all need to eighty six this cat. It wasn't until the end that I was like, I'm so glad that they didn't because, and I will say this, on on video, so you have record. Mm-hmm. Gollum is the true hero of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Gollum is the true hero of Lord of the Rings because when they finally reach Mount Doom, they finally did it made it all the way there. This long journey that we've wait, watched 9, 10, 11 hours of if you had the extended versions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Frodo quits. He, he puts the ring on. He gives up. He, he, he falls victim to the ring. He puts it on. He, he says it. It's mine. The ring is mine. And if it weren't for Gollum battling him off and, and biting his finger off, and getting the ring back, they lose. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they would have lost. So Gollum is the true hero, uh, despite his flawed <laughs> thinking. I mean, obviously, you know what I'm saying? He he wanted his presses, understandable, but inadvertently he became the hero by being the villain. <laughs> yeah. I get what you mean. But yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it's funny, though. Like it's funny how his his death scene happened. It's just me though. <laughs> Gollum's, Gollum's, yeah. Why? It's like because like you you you're so like he's almost there to like throw it over the fire, and then Gollum grabs on, and then he's like, "My precious," and then realizes he's falling in fire. He's like, "Oh." <laughs> And he's still and he's still reaching for it. Like, yeah, that like to me, that's another thing that I think they did extremely well throughout the entire trilogy is is showing the level of possession that the mm-hmm. ring has over people. Like, yes, 
even at the uh, start of this one, we see when when um, Smeagol is a uh, is actually human, uh, and uh, we see how he kills his cousin for the ring. Like it has yes. that that level of power and possession over people that it can make him murder someone, someone who was he was particularly close to. Yep, it ruined his life, and yet he still wanted it. Like, yeah, that's that's to me. I'm like, that's insane. Like, <laughs> that's insane. That's a level of insanity that it goes to, and even in uh, towards the end, when Gollum gives up the game and, and basically attacks Frodo because he wants the ring back, and and you know Frodo fights fights him off, and he's like, he says to him like, I have to destroy it for both of our sakes. Like, mm-hmm. like you understand, like it's driven you mad. It's it's driving me mad. It's got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even then he can't he can't accept it. So, like, to me. It's just it's one of those things where I think it's done extremely well as the is the conveyance of the ring's power over people and you yeah. know, and. And what it and, and what it ultimately causes him. I mean, we see it through the first one. Bormil tries to take it. Faramir tries to take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it it always it always questions like how come it doesn't it never affected Aragorn? It never affected Gimli or Legolas or 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 Sam for that matter. It's like there mm-hmm. was never that need for them to be like, like, let me take it. You know what I'm saying? Like well, yeah, but mainly because like some people see see like items of jewelry and they're like, oh my God, I need it. Sam and Frodo weren't those type of people to do that. Right. They they were just like, I don't want this. Mm. So that's that's why their desire to have the ring was much less. Like Frodo wanted to hold on to it for a while when Sam was trying to take it because um Gollum was talking in his ear and like turning him down a dark path, but that's it. Right. Like the yeah. ring was doing stuff to him, but that, but he he never wanted to just be like, oh my god, this is mine. Nobody else can have it. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a, a distinct characteristic I think from each person that tried to grab it. Was, uh-huh. Like you could tell which ones were pure of heart and which ones weren't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that that's what it was. Was like those people seeking either wealth or power or possession or something like that. Those were the ones who were likely to try and, you know what I'm saying, challenge for it. But uh, yeah. but those who weren't in that in that mindset were like, no, that's okay. So <laughs> uh, but that's interesting. So in this one in particular, Mary and Pippin's separate story ends and they sort of converge and and meet with uh with Aragorn and all of them. And uh, and they have the battle that 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 ridiculous. They they have a huge battle uh, in Gondor. I, I, I personally like the battle, but it sounds like it sounds the tone of your voice. You hate it. The battle? No, I thought the battle was incredible. I think it was one of the few because uh, I never felt this way in in uh, in Two Towers. Uh, the battle that they have in the third one was the one where I was like. I think they're going to lose. <laughs> it's like, I genuinely think they're going to lose. It was yeah. just like, it was so massive. It was so massive. And like the stakes were just, they were too high. Like I was just like, 
It's like it's at this point, I was like, I think they've run out of luck. Like it's just is there's no way they can they can mount a defense strong enough for this. And and when when uh Aragorn goes and gets the army of the dead and they clean they clean up shop in that first battle, I was like, and then he mm-hmm. lets them go. I was like, no, nah, bro, don't let him go. You need them for the next one. Like, yeah. like I'm like, like, be like, just be like, hold on one second. We got another one to fight. Like, then I'll let you go. But like he let him go immediately. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, so like that was the only time where I was like, I don't know, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't think this is gonna work out the way y'all think. Yep. Yeah. So that was the first time. And then like I think with it being um with me not having not read the books, having not seen the films in so long, uh, it, it they genuinely felt fresh to me. Yes. Like, yes. Like, and so like I was just like. The I think the the emotions that they wanted me to have from like the first viewing uh, when these movies came out, I had again because I was just like, I don't know. I don't know how these end. <laughs> I don't know how they end. I'm not exactly sure. I know that Frodo and, and, and Sam destroy the ring, but I don't know what happens to everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I've forgotten that. So I was like, man, I, I hope I hope everyone survives, but it's, it's looking bleak. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I completely agree with you, man. Yeah. One thing I do want to mention is that when towards the end, when he when he becomes king again, I love how I think it's just when like they go to bow. He's like, you don't need to bow to me. Right. Oh, yeah. I love oh. that scene, man. It's it's one of the most. I mean, like, honest to God, and I've forgotten about it. And about a week prior to me rewatching it, I was watching uh, John Campia's show. And he was talking about, you know, Mary and Pippin, they have a podcast now. <laughs> and one of the, you know, behind the, the uh, scenes of uh, uh, stories that was going around was that the producers of the film wanted to uh-huh. wanted to kill one of the hobbits off. Like they felt that it would it would make the story a little bit more tragic if we lost one of the hobbits and, and Campia was like, I do think that would have been more tragic, but then we lose the, uh, the impact in that power. Of yeah. That, of that final scene, of that final scene. And I was like, Oh yeah. So when it happened again, I was like, yes, it's so epic. He's like, my friends, you bow to no one. I'm like, Ooh, uh-huh. me. <laughs> I'm like, so he's like, he's like, yeah, we, we went we went to hell and back together. You think you're gonna bow to me? Yeah. Like it's like, yeah, no, homie, you just literally saved our lives. Like, like, like you you bow to no one. Yep. And shout outs to Howard Shore, who did the uh the score for all three films, particularly in that scene. Boy, you oh that that score is like it's working to like make all your emotions go like crazy. Cause it's just like, yeah. it's like, yes, like <laughs> he did an amazing job with the score. Uh, he is coming back to do the Lord of the Rings series, which I will now definitely oh, yeah. win for. So um, yeah, like, dude, I, I'm really excited for this Lord of the Rings show that's coming to HBO max. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't been able to read up on too much of the news. Like I saw the thread um, 
I, I don't know why people felt the need to retweet every single tweet of his, but whatever. <laughs> Dude, like literally, because he made like an eight tweet thread. And this is like someone I used to follow went through and was like, retweet. Retweet, retweet. I'm like, come on, dude. Quit filling up my feed. But um, it, it was funny because, like, I did get to see the news, though, because um, I decided to go through the thread myself. I am really excited for it. Like, I have no clue what it's going to be about. But, oh, right. my God, I'm excited. Yeah. So apparently this the, the, the trilogy, the main trilogy takes place during the third age of Middle Earth or something like that. Mm hmm. So I think the series is going to be focused on the second age, second or first age. I'm not 100 percent sure. But uh, yeah, so like it's it's a prequel to the movies, but uh, I'm sure they're going to find some very interesting stories to go off on. Um, yeah. But as far as Lord, uh, as far as Return of the King goes, man, like. Talk about bringing it home and like the, the scene that really kind of got me speaking of the score and all of that was like when Frodo and Sam finally return and then Mary and Pippin and, and all of the, everybody, comes back there. and I'm like, I'm like, Oh my it, God. It, it literally didn't hit me until that moment. Like, Oh my God, they haven't seen each other since the first film. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like, Oh, Frodo was in the hospital bed and then they all run in. Right. And I'm like, Oh my that God. That scene was emotional. Like it was emotional. So emotional because I'm just like, Whoa. Like, and you imagine being on this journey with nine friends and then you get separated and then you all go on your separate journeys, but you complete it. And then you all finally get to reunite. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, uh, like, we see it in three films. And, like, when these films originally released, they were expanded over, they were expanded over three years, right? Three or four mm -hmm. years. And each movie like you know is a is a couple of months i think it's I think it's about like 18 months long that this journey takes and like you feel it like you know what i'm saying if you watch these movies back in like 2001 to 2004 when they mm -hmm. dropped like you feel it like it was three years for you it was 18 months for them like you like when that when they finally reconnect bro and you got that rousing score around it you're just like like i shed a tear i was like <laughs> like like, mm -hmm. yeah, man, they back together. Like, they did it. Like, <laughs> they succeeded. Lord of the Rings, the fellowship. Like, <laughs> and I think part of that is, is another reason why I think I like it. It just increased my appreciation of the first film uh, so, yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah, and like, <laughs> just gosh, looking back on this film. I might actually change my score here. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. I was so set on just a 4.5, uh, a four out of five. It's now a 4.5 out of five. Yeah. Just looking back is just like this entire, like the buildup to this movie between like six hours of previous film pays off so well. So man. All right. What, what, what do you give this film? So for Return of the King, it's going to be my lowest of the three, which is which uh, I think is sacrilege because I think a lot of people have this uh, as their number one. For mm -hmm. me, this is this is the lowest of the three, even though I do think it it is an epic conclusion and is definitely, you know, what I'm saying worthy of all of the hype 
but uh, it's a four and a half out of uh, out of five for me. Solid conclusion. Uh, definitely strong and and literally like one of the best. I mean, it, it there is no there is no trilogy that is as epic as Lord of the Rings. Like <laughs> there is none. That's gonna, that's going to change for you if you ever see Star Wars. But knowing you, you're not going to like it. M- maybe, maybe. Um, but as of now. <laughs> I don't think there's a there's a trilogy as epic as Lord of the Rings. So um, it's still like a four and a half out of five for me. The lowest of the, the, the three films, but still, I mean, it's better than most. What about you? Uh, it's moved up to a four to five, uh, a four point five out of five. I, I can't believe I'm saying that because I was so hell bent on just saying four <laughs> out of five for all of these films that that's changed that has changed for me um now that we like finished talking about like the main trilogy i don't like i i've i don't know how i'm gonna feel about going to watch the the hobbit trilogy like i've heard it's good but at the same time i've also heard it's meh so like i don't know what 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 do you think about watching it interesting yeah see that's interesting because i honestly I remember when I saw um, that the, they were doing a Hobbit trilogy. It was basically mm-hmm. the story of Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. And I was just like, I am not sure <laughs> that I want to reimmerse myself in that world again. Like, like Lord of the Rings is so epic. And, and it was a prequel, too. And I was just like, I don't know, bro. I'm like, I don't really see how you could even come close to the level of you know scale and, and and importance and significance as the lord of the rings were so i i never checked it out but i think i will i think i will have to double back and, and check mm-hmm. out the hobbit trilogy just because i feel like feel like this this world this you know what i'm saying especially with the the new series coming out Yes. Like there's 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 a, a feeling in the air again that I'm like, you know what, I need to I need to dive back into this world because it, it is epic and I need to check it out. I agree with you. Like just it may just on world building alone, like you just said, yeah. I'll go back. I'll probably check it out eventually. Because yeah. like it's like that it's just like that feeling's like anything Star Wars, it's in that it's in that world, like for me. Anything Star Wars, it's in that world. So I feel like I like it and I go in and then I'm nine times out of 10, really enjoy it. <laughs> I know what the 10th is, but yeah. <laughs> I, so I'm not talking about Rise of Skywalker here. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm talking about the show that's called the, the Mid Batch. I mean, the Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah the Mid Batch. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, every every, uh, you know, uh, I guess universe has their duds. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Lord of the Rings, as far as I as far as I know, uh, the main trilogy has no duds. We'll see about the Hobbit eventually. And I'm super stoked for uh, for the uh, series. So we will see about that. So let's do an overall. And overall, taking the entire trilogy into account, where how would you how would you rate it if you were to watch all three films straight? 
11 hours and 26 minutes or whatever it is. If I were to watch it straight through, um, the star rating I would give it is, um, shoot, you go first. I got to think about this, man. <laughs> uh, if, if I were to watch it all straight through, uh, I would kill myself because that's uh, <laughs> it's nine hours straight. I would I would be insane. Um, but I mean, there's just so much good stuff in there, man. Like I, I, it's so much good stuff in there. So for me, it would still be a, like at least a five out of five. I, I think it's just it's too it's too amazing. <laughs> like, like, you know how there are people who will. I know there are people who will watch episodes four, five and six straight through like that. That's they, they will do that. The original trilogy straight through is, is just so epic in scale. They love that world. They enjoy the world building. They enjoy the characters so, so much that they will watch all three films straight through. I am in that camp for Lord of the Rings. Like, I would do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't expect anybody to do it with me. (laughs) Because I understand how much that would be taxing of of one's time. But I I could totally re-immerse myself in this world again. So for me, it's, it's five stars easy. I want to say four point five, but honestly, it's it's either four point seven, four point eight. There's just those tiny few little things that bump it down for me. Right. But overall, I just love this trilogy so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's truly, truly one of the best, one of the best trilogies that uh, yeah. that we've come across. That that has been done at least without seeing Star Wars. <laughs> that I can say. Uh, mm-hmm. is one of the best trilogies I've ever seen. So, yeah, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It took us two months, but we finally covered the entirety of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, it has been an epic discussion. One of my favorite films, film trilogies of all time. Uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, and I can't wait to figure out what it is we will talk about with you guys next time. I didn't have the wheel up uh, just yet. We'll probably do it on our next show. Um, but Brandon, where can everybody find you, sir? You guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C Ears on Twitter and Letterbox. That's Fantasmic Ears. Go check me out over there. And thank you guys again for listening. All right, guys. And you can find me on Twitter at I'm H-O Reviews 1. That's the number one. And on Letterbox under P.A. Cloudin. And as always, please follow the show on Twitter and on Instagram at Film Code Pod. We will see you guys next week with more incredible review content. This has been Phoenix. This has been Brandon. This has been Film Code. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Peace.